Today on The Breakdown, we're taking a hand from the World Poker Tour $25,000 buy-in Heads Up Championship. And while this did attract quite the field, Phil Ivey played Patrick, Patrick Antonius for the championship, for example, Phil Ivey winning, we have two of the best facing off when it comes to No Limit. And Heads Up in particular, Olivier Bousquet against Linus Love. Linus Love... Definitely in the competition, in the, in the running for best no-limit cash player in the world. Certainly one of the most feared. Olivier used to rule the roost when it came to heads-up matches. Uh, he played heads-up cash all the time uh, at the highest, highest levels and made millions. These guys are going to face off in this event. And there's a hand that comes up where Linus is going to make plays that have Grant a little bit befuddled, I'm going to say, a little bit bemused. In fact, as I look at him right now, I'm going to say, Grant, be confused <laughs> about things. So that's interesting. Befuddle them, use it, and be confused over there. Over here, I feel pretty confident what's going on. <laughs> no, I don't know what happens in the end yet. But apparently, Grant's not sure about any of this. He's not sure about these plays. We're going to get into it right now in the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's funny. incorrect syntax. It's great. Um, I think you're going to be befuddled by the things Linus Love does as well. It's uh, hard for me to imagine you saying like, "Yes, that is correct." Yes, that is also correct. Cool. It's really hard for me to imagine you saying that. And this is not to take anything away from Linus Love. He's clearly excelled at the highest levels. So, with that in mind, we're going to have to examine this with our elite player microscope and try to give the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? And yet, not too much benefit. We right. still have to continue having doubt and not just say, well, this is, it's good just because right, it, right. it's something it, it, we I mean, it's, have to be careful of. Uh, this is a bit meta, but it's true and interesting to me, at least, because it's my life with poker guys for almost seven years now. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is seven full years. Yeah, that's, it is. That's absurd. It is. Wow. What a long time to Weird. actually be making money being the poker guys. How is that possible? Anyway, here we are, and we've been doing this, and one of the consistent issues is being willing to give credit to the good players where we wouldn't give credit to the bad players, facing criticism for that fairly on its surface. But if you really think about it, you, when somebody has so much success and clearly has the correct motivation behind their plays versus somebody who's clearly kind of a poker tourist, you can try a little harder to figure out what their thought process is. Whereas if it's a poker tourist who seems very likely to be worse at poker than Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy, we could probably make some assumptions. If it's Linus Love, we have to be like, okay, what are the mathematical, like, granular reasons for this play that makes no goddamn sense to me whatsoever? And we're going to be doing this with, uh, solver-free because we decided that doing it with solvers was uh, really hindering our... It was clouding our judgment. Yeah. Kind of like when, when Luke is near Darth Vader, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. The same, the same metaphor I was going to choose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like, it, it, we end up sort of seeing what the quote right answer is, and that, I don't even know if that's really a fair way to characterize it but whatever if we see the solver and then we're, it's hard not to be anchored towards that as like coming up with reasons instead of seeing the hand for its full context because there's always more when these guys are playing each other it isn't just one hand right it's an iterated game that's happening right here these guys are playing a match yeah. so there's more going on plus they have reputations they have history and uh, you know no one's going to play solver perfect anyway right so all that said I'm ready to dive in and see what happens also the solver is just like 
lot of work, man. Oh, man. So much work. You got to do it right. And even if you do it right, you're going to get yelled at by people. And, and you don't have to solve it when you're actually at the table, right? Right. So one of the things you and I are all about is, like, how to think about poker. Yeah. And, of course, you know, doing work off the table is useful and valuable. And you, there's math and programs you can use and stuff like that that do have value, of course. But being able to think in real time is one of the most important skills. And working out stuff you haven't already figured out is really a huge skill in poker, and that's something we're always refining and we're yes, doing on this show. I agree. Now, one iteration of using the solver for the show that we've kicked around would be a posthumous analysis, Yes, uh, which I don't think we're actually willing to do for the sake of the show, but I want to throw this out there to any enterprising listener. Mm, if you Dan- want to... Danny you, Sprung, I'm looking at you. If you want to be our solver person and you actually have, like know how to use the sticks on the solver, you know, you're not going to mess it up. Um, and you want to be our solver person, you have Pio, you have something like that, we invite you to apply to unpaid internship okay. effectively for the poker guys. And it might actually add a new podcast every week where it's like a short podcast where we review what the solver said after we did the podcast. So we don't have the solver anchoring us at all. After the show airs, whoever you are, this person, this intern, you run it through the solver, you tell us what the solver spits out, and we'll, we'll take another look at it, maybe on the next show. Maybe it won't be a new podcast. I can think of another way to do it, which okay. is probably cleaner, but um, where we could all do it in the same show, which okay. I think makes more sense. Well, we would actually just tack it on. Yeah. Well, yeah, we just, yeah, we tack it on. Yeah, we could do that. That, yeah, that would that's make sense. That's what we'll do. Um, but that's a really interesting idea, Grant, and I wouldn't be shocked if someone wants to do that. Again, I, I can think of, sometimes people will write to us and say, well, the solver says this, and yeah. here's the thing, and... Um, so if you enjoy doing that anyway, if you're already running some of these hands through the solver, you could do it and you write up a little paragraph on what the solver said and send it to us. We're down with that, right? Yep. And then we'll... Uh, so if you're we'll, interested, you know, we're the poker guys on Twitter. Um, DM us. Our yeah. DMs are open. And, uh, you know, if you actually know what you're doing with the solver, we'll talk to you and you'll get to know what hands are coming out before the rest of the people because I guess the, the better way to do it is, of course, we'll let you know and you'll do it, do it before it comes out. If this becomes a real thing too, you will be a little bit part of the podcast. Too. Yeah. Like, and you won't just be a, some rando unknown person who's like, you know, in the background, right. like we'll, we'll mention your name regularly. We'll talk about you, you yeah. know, who knows? Like, so just FYI, like you, you'd be involved a little yeah. bit. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, no solver this time. No. Despite it being Linus Love. Who's this would have been a really good one for yeah, that. Yeah. Solver guy. <laughs> Linus Love. Um, speaking of perfection. Casper Quack suggested the hand. No. Yes. The Casper Quack. It doesn't seem possible. It is possible because he always suggests the hand. You know what this is like? This is like living in San Diego. It's always 81 degrees. Yep. It's perfect every day. Yeah. And that's Casper Quack. <laughs> that's very complimentary and nice. <laughs> of course, we are the poker guys on Twitter. As I mentioned, that's where Casper Quack suggests hands. He always does a great job of time stamping the hand correctly. That's how you got to do it if you want to suggest a hand. What if Casper Quack in his actual life? No, we know nothing about him, right? Yes, we just know that, that he, he suggests lots of hands and they're often very good. They're fabulous, right? We, we, it's like a Casper Quack approved hand is a hand we can do almost always. Um, what if he's like a piece of shit? In real life? <laughs> That's a great question what to ask the, our, like, our most <laughs> prolific suggestor. I'm not asking him. I'm asking it about him. Uh, like he, this could be like the one place in his life where he gets praise, where he gets, you know, people are like, he's really good at, you know, something he's really good at. Maybe he's like out there, you know, beating up little kids and, and stealing, stealing people's pies and, you know, tying people's shoelaces together wrong. All right. Just a real, real bad guy. Three things. Three things. Yeah. One, that kid was being a dick. <laughs> Two, 
He was hungry. Yeah. Three, it's really funny to, to tie people's shoelaces of together. Of course it is. Like, it's hilarious. And you know what? If he's going to keep delivering suggestions of yeah. this caliber, we're in. Go beat up as many kids as you need yeah. to, Casper. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we, we, we're happy with it. Yeah. Um, of course, Casper Kwok's going to be a good person, though. Of, I mean, we, obviously. We know this. I mean, he's... He's might be in Mount Rushmore right now at this point. I don't know. It's really close. He's I on think. Mount Rushmore. He's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Give me your four. Let's hear it. There's okay. no, can only be four. I know it's. Uh, I don't want to exclude people, but I well, guess. Well, you said he's on Mount Rushmore. You're excluding someone. All right. There's some clear ones uh, for me. Brian with a Y. Yes. Uh, historical reference more than anything at this but point. No, but no, but he's in. Ben Page. Done. The other candidates that are coming yes. to my mind are. Mark Testart. Clearly. Um, Alex Trembath. Good. Casper uh, Kwok, of course. Of course. Um, there's a lot that I'm going to miss here. Yep. Uh, Max Sawyer, of course. Oh, good one. Max Sawyer is definitely a candidate here. Um, who else is a potential candidate? It's hard to be even a potential candidate for this. We're not saying you're a Hall of Famer even. We're right. saying you're on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, That's like crazy. The, the, the cream of the crop. And and I'm sorry if there's somebody obvious that I'm forgetting, but it's yeah. hard to think we didn't, of We didn't spot. prep this. Like, I'm just throwing yeah. this at Grant right now. So it's a little unfair. If, if you got forgotten, it's too bad. Philip Ruthard gets a little bit mm, of credit for longevity. I don't, think he, I don't think he's a Mount Rushmore, though. Probably not, because there was a long gap of yeah. not suggesting, but he's back. It's not a put-down on Philip yeah. at all. Like, he's a Hall of Famer, yeah. but not and a Mount the, And the longevity really, it really plays, you know? Sure. The longevity plays. It's like the NFL. Chris Jones is making a bid, but he's not there yet. Not yet. Yeah. He, he's making a bid for the Hall of Fame. He's, yeah. not, he's not making a bid for Mount Rushmore yet. I think I meant like of the people who suggest within recent memory. I think I mentioned all of the potential. Yeah, let's let's go with those six. Yeah, you said two are locks. Fair enough. Ben Page, Brian with the Y. Yeah. So you're left with Testart. Yeah. Quack, Max Sawyer, and Alex Trembath. Alex Trembath. So yeah. go ahead, give me your last two. I can't do it, man. I can't exclude you have people. To, you have to do you it. You give me your last two. Let's see what happens. We're doing you right now. You're the one who made the big pronunciation. Well, you said Casper Quack's on there, so I'm going to put Casper Quack on there. You got one left. So unless you're unless you're taking it back off. It's not a put down. It's okay to yeah, not to only be in the in, Hall of if Fame. If you're in consideration, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's an honor just to be nominated, man. And you know, maybe you have to do a little more work. Maybe you got to get back out there watching more hands. This is really close for me. But it's, go ahead. It's really close. I think it's Sawyer, Trembath, Testart, Testart. Ah, oh, God, it's so hard. So close. I think I'm going. I got with, it down to two anyway. I think I'm going with Testart. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's close, though. Yeah. I feel like Sawyer's right there. I agree. Sorry, Alex. You're also very close, but... Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard to be on Mount Casper There's Quack only is, four spots. Casper Quack's had a hell of a season. He has. Hell of a pandemic. So you're putting Casper Quack up there, I too. I think I have to at this point. Yeah. I think I have to. So nice job, Casper Quack. You've done it. You've actually elbowed, I guess, Max Sawyer off... Wow. Off Mount Rushmore... We put we sent some guys up there. They've rechiseled the nose. Yeah, it's a different face, Max. Or you're right there. You're in. The, you're an honorable mention. But it's but when people you know buy the ticket and they go for the walk, your face is not one of the big four. <laughs> sorry, and I'm sorry to anybody who wasn't mentioned. Uh, you know, it's tough. Stop, to, it's stop tough apologizing. To... It's like the Marines. It's not easy to get in. That's what makes it valuable. Okay. Take a, everyone who's listening. Take a look to your left. Look <laughs> at the person on your right. Only one out of the three of you is going to make it. Okay. The other two are going to die. <laughs> They're going to die? Yeah, eventually. Oh, okay. And the other person lives forever. Yeah. One of the three of you will live forever. So you're welcome. That's a little poker guy's gift. Nitrogen Sports part of that, too, of course. Of course. Our, our sponsor. Um, any hoots and hollers. Should we you move know, on? You know one who has been suggesting a little bit recently, but like, if this conversation happened three years ago, would have definitely been in the conversation, would be Jay Recker. 
Oh, yeah. He used to be a big-time big time player. And, of course, Colin West, who actually collaborated with oh, us yeah. on our channel a little bit at one point. Yep. But he never uh, gave that many suggestions. Yeah. He was more of just like a guy who liked our stuff. Yeah. And uh, he, was a, he was a friendly yeah. friendly presence. Bought us dinner once. That was great. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. Let's get into it. Get into the hand. WPT Heads Up Championship. This was a $25,000 invitation-only event. Uh, toughest players in the world to play heads up, I'm sure. The EV for everybody was less than they wanted it to be, you know, playing in this thing. Sure. So these two guys, obviously very good, Bousquet and Linus Love. Bousquet, I guess old school compared to Linus Love, but certainly of the new school thought process. Big time. I mean, Daniel Coleman was his, uh, like, prodigy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and who knows what Coleman would be doing now if he hadn't become disillusioned with poker. He might just be the biggest all-time money winner by a lot. It's possible. Yeah, with the streak he was on at that time. Anyway, Bousquet, it looks like it's probably pretty early in this heads-up match because uh, they have about 100K to start, and Bousquet's got 99K, and Linus Love's got 101K. Okay. So we're early on. Olivier Bousquet's on the button slash small blind. He's got seven of spades, four of spades. He's going to open to 4,300 at the 2K big blind level. I mean, it can't be that early if they're at the 2K blind level. They might start with 50 bigs. There's no chance they no? start with 50 okay. bigs. There's then no I way. guess they've just been trading blows. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, makes it 4,300. You wouldn't expect to have much fold equity with the sizing, but Olivier knows what he's doing in these spots. Maybe he thinks he doesn't have much fold equity with 6K either. Right, yeah. He's just trying to put more money in when he's in position, yeah. I think. And like, I'm sure they're both doing that with each other. Mo- right. mo- probably every hand, but if not every hand, almost Position every hand. is quite valuable. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't you want to have a bigger pot when you are in position, right? Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Linus is in the big blind, of course, with queen nine of hearts. He's going to call. Is this ever a three-bet candidate? I mean, I guess a little bit, but it, it plays so well as a call, and you don't really block anything. And I, I like just calling with it almost always. Yeah, I agree. It's okay once in a while. If, if the guy's literally raising 100% of buttons, which Olivier might be doing, it's fine to pick a hand every you know five hands or every seven hands or something like that and start three-betting. Yeah. And so if it's been a while, you, this is good enough that if you get called, you can rock and roll with this. So you can flop okay with this, right? Mm-hmm. But mostly I just want to call with it. Yeah, I agree. That's what happens. So far, boring. No, no decisions to, to bust your brain open. So boring. Yeah. I wish it was a different hand. Casper Kwok, I got to reconsider that guy. You know what? Max Sawyer, welcome <laughs> back to the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Pot's 8,600. Okay. The flop is quite good for young Olivier Bousquet. Mm. Five of clubs, six of spades, eight of spades. He has seven, four of spades. So the second nut's with the flush redraw. And the straight flush redraw, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the straight flush. Five of spades would make the straight flush. That's right, pretty know? damn good. Linus Love flops two overs with a gut shot, no backdoor flush draw or anything. Right. Okay. Linus is going to check. Sure. Olivier's going to bet. Fully expect that. 4,300, same amount. Yep. All right. With two overs and a gut shot against a player like this, you have to continue. The question is, what's best? Right. To call or to raise is Linus Love? Um, I think mostly a call I want to do. We can't raise that often uh, with, with these things when we're heads up because we're just going to be in the spot. Too, we're going to be raising way too much post-flop, I think. Right. And it's not like the cutoff opened and you're in the big blind and you defend it and you have a clear range advantage on this board. At there's, all. There's, this is a range neutral board. As we see, Olivier can have 7-4. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So... I think, like, mostly we should just be calling with this hand. Yeah, probably we, true. We have reasonable equity. We're going to spike something on the turn enough that we can continue. Sometimes it's going to go check, check on the turn. We can stab at the river even if we miss. There's all these good things that can happen, right? Yeah. Linus is going to call. Okay, cool. That's fine. Pot is now 17,200. Sure it is. Turn is the six of diamonds. Pair is the six. 
Five, six, six, eight. Oh, I can see something that maybe is about to happen. What's going to happen? I mean, Linus Love's probably going to lead this turn, right? He is, yes. Of course he is. How's he going to size it? 17-2 in the pot. I would think he's going to go reasonably big. So I would guess he's going to bet 11,000. Dead wrong. 4,400. Whoa! He's saying, I just want to fold out all your absolute crap. Yeah. He's not trying to fold out anything real. He's like, you see bet a lot. You don't ha- like you miss that board a lot, and I'm going to bet, and you just have to fold almost right. everything. Right, and right. I have sixes in my range, so it's right. fine for me That's to do an interesting this. way to go, right? He's not trying to fold out ace high, because Olivier can have almost anything. Right. Because he just raised pre when they're heads up and see bet. And he might fold out some ace highs, like ace, what do you do with yeah. ace three of diamonds? You're like, it's not a good spot. No, it's not. So you probably just fold that. Yeah, maybe you do. Uh, maybe you do. Maybe you call because all the draws miss. So do you, you like the lead? Oh, I think leading makes perfect sense yeah. here, right? If we feel like Olivier is... Like, we've got a range advantage on Olivier after the flop, right? When he bets and we call, when he's C-betting almost his entire range. Right, probably. we've actively chosen to continue in the hand, not as the aggressor. Right, so us having trip sixes, totally reasonable. Yeah. We could also have other hands that are beating him that aren't trip sixes, but we're denying equity with. Yeah. Like, any one pair hands, our draws, and that's what we're doing with this, right? We yeah. have overs and a draw, a bad draw, but a draw all the same, and... uh and we're doing that. And like this would be a good hand to get a fold with. But we're, I assume we're leading all our sixes as well. Yeah. We probably still have too many bluffs here is my guess. When we bet this small, I guess that helps a little bit. Uh, but I'm afraid we just have like, like we're just leading all the time when the six pairs. And, you know, we probably just don't have enough strength, really. Well, we're probably not leading with a five or an eight. Um, we're definitely not leading with an eight. Yeah. Right? Um, Why would pro- we lead with a five then? To deny equity. Because it's usually going to go check, check. But why would we leave with an eight to deny equity? Because it's usually going to go check, check. Yeah, we can get some value at least. More, we can get a little more value with an eight. Than a five. little. But Not much. Not yeah. much. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. He leads for 4,400. Right. It's pretty cheap. Bousquet would probably like there to be more that goes in on the turn. I'm sure he would. Should he consider raising or should he just call? It did pair the board. I mean, he could be losing. He could be drawing near dead. Oh, well, I, I, when you, it's funny. You said it did pair the board. I thought you were going in a really different direction, i.e. it did pair the board. Linus could have trip sixes, and we could get a really, ah, we could win I a really see. big pot here. Right? I see. It goes both ways. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Linus betting so small makes it hard to win a huge pot now. Yeah. Much harder, anyway, right? Um, if he had bet a normal amount, if he had bet like 10,000 or whatever, like we could call and then look to, I don't know, decide if we want to raise the river. Basically, right. I think we shouldn't be too afraid of, of full houses, though. Like, two pair are going to raise a lot on the flop anyway. Um, maybe not always, but a fair amount on that wet a board. Um, and it's heads up. Like, he's just going to have trip sixes way, way, way more of the time than he has full houses when he's got value anyway, right? Yeah. Like, I think we should be like, yeah, if he has it, he has it. Like, so you just want to raise and get it in. If well, we this can. is the question. Do we want, do, if we think he's leading with his entire range here on the turn, uh, we have spades, so we block spades a bit. We actually block straight stuff a bit as well. Yeah. So that means he's got more value than not, right? That makes me want to raise, actually, because we have this hand. There's a lot of hands I might, that are super strong I wouldn't want to raise with, but this is one I think maybe we do. Having the spades also makes me want to raise a little bit more. Just as, like, in case he has 7-9 or something, we can still win? No, no, because he's less likely to have spades here when he ah. calls. That means he has more trip sixes. If we don't think he's going to bet eights and fives, right. he doesn't have nearly as many spade draws. We actually block some of the straight draws also. So now he has more made hands when he yeah. check calls and leads, right? So now he actually can have trip sixes more of the time because we have so much good card removal. Okay, so you want to raise? I think I want to raise. Let's make it bigger. Let's put more money in there. 
No. <laughs> Olivier Bousquet calls. He calls? Yeah. What do you want to do here? Do you want to raise? Like, I give, I think I give I, my reasons. But I, think, what do you think? I think I agree with all of your reasons, and I do want to raise as well. Um, so what are some reasons that Bousquet might decide to call? One, uh, if he raises and gets re-raised, he may be folding and doesn't want to put himself in that spot when he's got such a strong hand. Yeah. He doesn't want to make a big mistake, basically, where he thinks if Linus doesn't have it, he's going to bomb the river anyway a lot of the time and we get to win. Or if he checks, we can get money out of a made hand, like an eight yeah. that may be decided to bet, perhaps. Um, whatever. Being in position makes it a little bit better to call to than, like, if we're out of position, I want to raise a little bit more of the time. Yeah. Um, pot control, I mean, they, they did start 50 blinds deep and maybe he doesn't want to go broke on this hand. I feel like it'd be more like, uh, you got it, you got it, congrats. Like, we're only 50 blinds yeah, deep Yeah, against this population of players, right. like, as... It, we, I think we'd be happy to get it in with this hand. If we were 150 blind steep, that'd be different. Yes. Right? But 50 blind steep, it's like, I mean, I can think of so many things Linus can have, which we're beating, and he goes with. You yeah. Know? Be it draws and, and made hands. That would, like, he's got a six. Is he not going with that hand? He may not re-raise all in, but right. we may be able to get it in with him, yeah. ultimately, if we raise now. But if we don't raise now, we may not be able to get it in. So that'd be my concern. The other reason to call, of course, is if Linus is bluffing, like he is, uh... By just calling, we give him a chance to bluff some more. Yeah, we do. And he could be drawing dead sometimes, right? Yeah, he's not. He does. He could hit right. a seven, uh, right. which we block, which is nice. Yeah, but we block most of the stuff he, in theory, would be looking to hit. Yeah. So it seems pretty... It's, so that's, those are the reasons to call. Those aren't terrible, but he makes it so little, I just want to raise, because we might also be raising, because of his bet sizing, like yeah. you may think that, and that's great since we actually have it. Right. I agree with all, all that you say, but Busquet is just going to call. I guess he thinks okay. Linus has a lot of bluffs and then a lot of continuing bluffs on the right. river. Right. If you want to continue bluffing, do it on Nitrogen Sports. Yeah. Start somewhere else and then continue on Nitrogen Sports. Yeah, but first, use the link in the description. All right, people. I've been saying it for years, and I ain't getting any younger. No, you're not. So use the link before I die of old age. You know what I'm saying? Nope. <laughs> the, it's not the... The through line doesn't really make a It doesn't matter. Use the link. Okay. The, the real point is it benefits you. Me? It benef- does actually benefit you, Jonathan. It does, but it, actually. But yeah. it also benefits the listener. Oh, okay. When they use the link because they get access to exclusive Poker Guys stuff, including our monthly tournament, which always has an overlay. They also do other cool stuff for our people, you know, March Madness things, stuff like that. It's enjoyable. It's wonderful. You get to play with the Poker Guys from time to time. That sounds like a great time. I would do that. Um, you also, of course... Get to play in Bitcoin, and Nitrogen doesn't fuck around with your Bitcoin like other websites do. Other websites are like, hey, guess what? You won some Bitcoin. Do you want it? How about 7,400 7, days before you get your Bitcoin? Nitrogen says no. You get it in 90 minutes or less because they move at the speed of crypto. They don't, they don't mess with your money. They give you your money. And that's all I have to say about that. You nailed it as usual. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Use the link when you sign up, or you don't get to see our special tournament. All right, here we go. All right. Heading to the river, Linus Love does have three outs. Um, the pot is 26,000. Linus Love has queen nine of hearts on a five, six, eight, six, two spade board. On that same board, Olivier Bousquet has seven, four of spades for the straight with a flush draw. The river is the queen of diamonds. Mm-hmm. So here's where things are going to get a little bit. What just happened? Funky. Did you mean to do that? Was that a misclick? Okay, here we go. Okay. To better to check is Linus Love, I think is a huge question here. Okay. Let's talk about it. All right. Go. It's completely reasonable to bet. Let's start with that. Yeah. We made top pair kind of out of nowhere. That queen isn't really supposed to change anything. Um, 
if Olivier was calling with like an eight or a five or a hand like that, yeah. maybe even ace high because we bet so little on the, on the turn, all the draws missed, and we now have top pair, and, and there's value to be had. If he's got worse made hands than a queen, I don't even know if he's betting an eight on the river, right? Probably if we not. check. So the only way to get value from worse made hands is to bet. Yeah. So that's my initial thought is like, we should probably bet. It's heads up. Like, everyone's pretty wide here. Like, Olivier did call the turn, though, so he's got something. Okay, yes, he can have us beat sometimes, but I don't think we have to be too worried about that, even though we are beat here. Mostly we're ahead, and so mostly I think we get value by betting. Okay. I agree. So how do you want to size it? What do you think is the best way to go about it with 26K in the pot? Okay, so there's two options, right, I think. Two obvious options. We can go pretty small and just sort of mathematically force him to to call, so we could bet something like 8,000 uh-huh. into 25, about third pot. And like a five may just be like, I mean, he's got enough draws. I just have to call here. And like maybe even ace high is going to call. Um, or, and I think I like this option better, we can go bigger and be like, I, I'm polarizing myself here. But we're not really that polarized, which I think is kind of cool. And, uh, but Olivier, heroing frequency may be not too dissimilar to um, if we bet a third of the pot. Yeah. So I, I think I like that. So I like big. So this is near near pot, I guess is what I'm saying. It could be anywhere from like 80% to 110% of the pot seems fine to me. Linus Love's going to go right right in the middle of there with 100% of the pot. That's okay. 26K. Yeah. Okay. It is 100% of the pot. It's yep. easy when you're online. You just click, click pot. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. I like that. I think that's great. With all the draws missing and yep. suddenly we have top pair kind of out of nowhere, that's really cool. I think it's a good play. Yeah. That was... Uh, the one question I had for Linus Love, the two, the, the second one's coming up. Okay. And I, I don't know if it's going to be as easy to be like, yeah, I like that play. <laughs> okay. But first, let's talk about Olivier's decision. When yes. Linus takes this line, can we raise for value? Okay. If Linus had trip sixes, I think he would bet like this. Yeah. Would he call if we move in effectively? Because we basically have three X his I bet. think we have to... Yeah, I think he would. I think, I think we, we have to, to assume he would We call. have to try for that to happen because he's more likely to have trip sixes than a better straight. Yeah, or a full house. Or a full That's house. the other thing. Yeah. Like a full house um, or a better straight might have raised the flop. Yep. Right? Uh, but a six would play it just this way the whole way. I guess he'd have queen six, which yeah. would be really unfortunate for us. But what are you going to do? Right. Like... I think we have to try, like, the times he has queen six is just covered by, if he's going to cause with all or nearly all of his trip sixes, he's got a lot more of those. Yeah. And we just have to try and get value to that. It's, it's, it's terrible not to try and get value. I think it's a huge mistake, even though we're losing sometimes, and it's going to, every snap, we probably lose unless he has a six. Yeah. You know, but whatever. I think, I think we have to go for it. Olivier does too. Cool. Moves in for 85K. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Linus Love calls. Let's see if we can figure that one out. Okay. That's the one. That's the real one that I'm like, after you bet pot, is that really good? That's weird. Mr. Wizard Linus Love. Like, my initial hit, as I said early on, is that doesn't feel right, does it? Like, we polarized ourselves with a non-polar hand, and then we called anyway. Yeah. That feels incongruent It's a to really me. good point. Yeah. It's a really, really good point. So what is he thinking that he would even consider to call? Okay, I can come up with something, right? Olivier must have a pretty good blocker. Right, because yeah. we can't beat any value. The, the only obvious blocker that Olivier could have that would be a good blocker would be a seven. What if he had like six three suited? What if he's like, it's not a good enough six? I have to move in as a blocker and hope to fold out 
I think that's absurd. One, he wouldn't think he's going to get a better six to fold. Two, there's a million draws that miss. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Um, But a fair question to ask. It's good to ask questions like that, you know? Yeah. We need, especially with these guys, where we have to like go a little further afield to try and figure out what's going on, maybe. Okay. So, so that, so, but the, the seven blocker really makes sense. Yeah. Like Olivier would bet the flop, he would call the turn, and now he blocks the straights. So he might decide to go for it on the river. That's, that's not the all only, the time. Not all the time. And that's the only obvious blocker. If Olivier had spades, he doesn't have a blocker. Right. I guess he could have a seven or a nine in his hand. I guess he could have a nine also. It's not as good. But is he even going to call the turn with a nine? Just a nine? I don't know. I mean, it's cheap. He's in position. Maybe. It's asking a lot. If it's with spades, maybe. Maybe Olivier is aware that it looks... No, I just don't think he's going to be able to fold out trip sixes no matter what. So, like, I don't care if it looks super strong. Elias is going to, like, roll his eyes and call, right? When he actually has trip sixes, yeah. I think. Most of the time you'd expect that. He's now playing the main event against Joe from, you know, Arkansas, who, like, just re-raised all in, you know, on the river. And you've got trip sixes, bad kicker, and you can fold easily. He's playing Olivier Bousquet, heads up. Bousquet, heads up. Of course you got to call. You just have to, I think. Olivier's going to have some bluff raises a little bit. That's how you, and that's how you deal with that, right? You have made hands you can call with. So Linus must think that he doesn't have enough trip sixes that he needs to have more value to call with. And then the next obvious thing is a queen. The, and o- the only thing is a queen nine. The other option is that he thinks this is actually a better hand to call with than a lot of his trip sixes. Because Because why? he blocks seven nine. He might, he might prefer uh, calling with this versus a six. Interesting. Does he think that when Olivier doesn't raise the turn... You remove a lot of full houses from Olivier's range. Maybe, maybe he thinks that. So then blocking the straight is the most important thing. He now blocks the straight, and maybe he prefers that versus sixes that don't block the straight. I mean, I don't think as Lion stuff we would assume that Olivier... We, we can remove some full houses from Olivier's range, but Olivier's going to have a lot of calls with yeah. full houses. And also he didn't raise a straight, which we thought maybe he exactly. would raise a straight on the right. turn. They play pretty yeah. similarly in this spot. Yeah. They're not exactly the same, but pretty, like you're a little more vulnerable with the straight. Yeah. Um, but you got to figure Olivier's going to have some, some flats there with full houses. Yeah. Especially when we see Linus is betting pot here on the river with what he thinks is value. Mm-hmm. So it only is one race to get it all in anyway. Yeah. Like, um, and you get to capture that when Linus is. That's bluffing. the best I got is that the blocker makes it raise up in his distribution. Yeah. The blocker's interesting. I mean, having a six is a pretty good, is actually a strong hand though. And yeah. like, you can think of like made hands that you're beating. Like if you've got a good six, you're beating a bad six sometimes. Not right? sure. Olivier's moving in with a bad six. Yeah. That's an interesting point. When we bet pot, yeah. if, if Olivier has six, six deuce or something like that, yeah. you're right. He's probably not moving in. Of course he isn't moving in. In fact, right. But so we need to have like the best sixes for that to be a, a good spot, even though we're going to call with all our sixes. Yeah. But to feel really good about it, yeah. Like, if we have a six, fine. Then Olivier could move in with the worst six. Yeah. Olivier could have, like, king six or something. Perhaps. Right? Maybe, even, maybe even jack six. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but that's probably it, right? Otherwise, a pot size bet, he just calls. Yeah. Yeah, you just can't lose your mind and go crazy. Yeah. Otherwise. Even jack six, you probably just call. I think so. How about maybe. king six? You might just call that. You might. Might just call a six. You might decide king six is enough because you didn't get re-raised pre-flop. Sometimes you will if he's got an ace in his hand. You know, and maybe you can get value out of War Six enough of the time. Maybe. I could I could see King Six. That feels like the end of it though. A straight is a much better raise because we don't block the other sixes. Yes. Absolutely. That is pretty good. Um Huh. So we do block seven nine. So we'd rather so the best hand is like Queen Seven, right? That's the hand we most want to have. Yeah. Because that blocks more straights. Yeah. 
Just a little bit more, though. Yeah. And no space. We want to have no space in our right. hand. Right. Well, actually, it's better to have 6-7 or 6-9 than queen 7 or queen 9. Well, of course. Yeah, but yeah. we're always calling with those hands anyway. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's part of our auto like right. okay. yeah. auto call range. So we're talking about the hands that we're not sure about, right? Yeah. Um, I think. So, yeah. So once we get to queens, though, once we get to the next best thing, it's like, would we rather call with, for example, king-queen or 8-7? You know, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, neither do I. Prob- I think eight seven. Yeah, I think eight seven. Because when he, when Olivier raises all in, yeah, it's a monster or nothing. So king queen and eight, the the queen and the eight. Olivier's not doing this with queen jack. Right? So that must be what's going on here, right? Yeah. It's like he has the nine in his hand, and if he had queen ten, he wouldn't call. I think that's right. He's like, well, I have to call with some things. This is like the second best queen I can have. Yeah, and uh, based on the the blocker, and maybe just as good even in his mind, maybe. But it's of course would be the second best. He knows yeah. Olivier at least could have four seven. Right. I don't think too much of it, but but it's but maybe the nine's better too because it actually blocks the nuts versus blocking like the well, bad the, end. The nuts straight. straight. Oh yeah, just the nuts straight. Yeah. The board is paired. Yeah. Yeesh. I mean, if if Linus Love turned out to be right here, this would have been such a cool, insane yeah. play. But that's what's going on. He's yeah, got the blocker. It must be. And he just has he just is like working hard to get enough calls. So he's like, how do I find more calls against Olivier, who he, who he must think is doing this with a lot of sevens and nines, I guess. And maybe with like a five, because he blocks full houses. Maybe. Oh, maybe a five. But a five might be able to call because all the draws missed. I mean, these players are good enough that they might actually turn a five into a block. Yeah. Olivier could do that. Um, you don't see that very often, but more now than you used to, right? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I always love this. I mean, I know this is like becoming normal, but like, yeah, eight seven's a better call than king queen kind mm-hmm. of a thing. You know, ace, you'd rather call with queen nine than ace queen here, stuff like that. That's fascinating. Yeah. I guess that's what's going on. I guess I can't kill him for it. I mean, I don't think you can kill him for he any, knows what any he's decision. Doing. I think all the decisions seem fine, actually. Yeah. I mean, fine. I understand why he called on the river. Um, I don't know if it's fine or not. This is where we need our solver person to be like, well, actually, the perfect yeah. calling range is, it does include queen nine or it does. I assume it does since Linus made the call. Right, probably. Probably. Anyway, that, that was the end of that <laughs> round for, for him. Uh, yeah, and, and that was it, right? And then Olivier, uh, neither of these guys finished in the money, by the way. Phil no. Ivey, uh, Patrick Antonius, and Sam Greenwood finished in the top three. An unknown player who's from Canada also finished in the top three. Phil Ivey wins for 400K. Antonius wins for 200K. Sam Greenwood and some other dude get 100K each. Good for them. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave, I'm so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make